Hello and welcome back to another episode of the underscore NBA News Podcast. It is episode 12. I'm your host, David Burnauer. You can follow me on Twitter at David of Burnauer. And alongside me is a man whose new favorite college basketball player is KZ Akpala. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's Duncan White. Happy to be here. Duncan, what's your new Twitter? Oh, yeah, my Twitter's um, at Duncan underscore White 14. No longer the hyper horse. Yeah, I had to change that. <laughs> yeah, so we'll be talking about Kemba Walker and how he needs some help in Charlottetown, the ongoing drama with the Wizards this year, as well as the drama going on with the Warriors currently and Steph Curry's car crash today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, a little bit about the monster stat lines in the Pistons-Rockets game that went on tonight that I watched about uh, five minutes of. Um, we'll be talking about uh, what I wrote there. All right. Uh, we'll be talking about Kyrie Irving's F Thanksgiving, his weird balance thing, and then playing in his to early to mid-30s. Vince Carter's 25,000-point mark that he reached on Wednesday night against the Raptors, fittingly on a dunk. Uh, Markel Fultz existing and top LeBron moments after his return to Cleveland. Duncan, how about that Kemba Walker? 60 points recently, and he came back and scored, I think, 42 the 43. next game after. 43. Yep. What what a player. Um, all I have to say, really, is that Kemba needs a lot of help. Um don't you think Michael Kidd Gilchrist is enough? Oh, I mean, that number two overall in the draft? I'm not really sure. It's just sad to me that Michael Jordan is trying to find a wing player for Kemba Walker to play alongside, and none of them have turned out to be no. a star. And that includes Michael Kidd Gilchrist in the draft. To, Bobcats got robbed. Yeah, to then Nicholas Batum being signed to that big contract. Um, Jeremy Lamb has done decent, but he's just a shooter, so nothing really too special there. Um, and I don't. Miles Bridges yeah, is he looks a rookie. Promi- he looks promising so far, though. Yeah, still is kind of a tweener, I think. But yeah, I'm just like I just feel so bad for Kemba because like he this man puts up 60 against the 76ers and loses on a Jimmy Butler three. Yeah. Um, Kemba had 60 points that game, like we just said, 5,000 times. Rest of his team combined, 59. (laughs) Yeah. 59. He outscored the rest of his team. Yeah, this man needs help. How do you score 60 points in a game and still lose? That, like, that's my point. Like, are you kidding me? You, you... I guess Devin Booker scored 70 and still lost. <laughs> I mean, that was that was more like a bunch of free throws and everything. Like, I, I, this is like, like this. Kemba Walker like single handedly kept the Hornets in that game against Seventy Sixers, and it was just like I felt so bad when Jimmy Butler hit the three. I'm just like, oh my gosh, man! Like I'm, you know, seventy six got the win. I'm not complaining about that, but I'm just like, Kemba just scored sixty, and this man had no help, and he this, his team didn't get the win, and like it, it showed that he needed help though, because he only scored two points in overtime. And I'm like, you, like someone else has got to step up right now. This is crunch time. It can't just all depend on Kemba. And then give it to Kaminsky. No, he <laughs> he he isn't even in rotation no. now. So, uh, but I'm doing a my league with the Pacers, and Frank Kaminsky is one of 14 act like real players that are auto generated. <laughs> left 17 years into the <laughs> Pacers organization thing I'm doing. Nice. 
Like it's a bunch of superstars and like or like rookies right now, like Doncic, Trey Young, Aiton, and Bagley. I think Brandon Ingram's still around. And there's Frank Kaminsky, who's still <laughs> around for whatever reason. He can shoot. And Dragon Bender just retired. I don't even think he's going to be in the NBA after this year. Yeah, he's been very disappointing. All right, let's get back on on topic. But uh, once again, I love the hire of James Borrego, though, for the Hornets. He's great. used to be the interim coach of the Magic. And as part of that Greg Popovich coaching tree, I think total under Pop, he spent like 13 years in San Antonio with his stints in New Orleans and Orlando there. And I think he was um, he was interviewed for the Grizzlies job when David Fizdale had gotten hired there. And I want to say it was in the running for a few other head coaching positions around the league. Probably. So I'm happy he's got a chance in Charlotte. Um, yeah, I'm just Kemba. So here's the thing, though, with Kemba. He says that he doesn't want to leave Charlotte. Yeah, which I find odd. I mean, I understand that because of you know it's like it's just this organization like, that drafted yeah, him. It's and, the only organization's ever really known. Yeah. too. So, I guess my kind of question is, you know, for let's forget what Kemba thinks here. Should the Hornets trade Kemba right now because they clearly don't have enough around him? They're, they're probably gonna make the playoffs because the East just sucks right now. And they play in the weak Southeast Division too. Right. They're like a game or two above 500 and lead the division. Yeah, and the Wizards are just trash. So yeah. you never know what the Magic Heat are generally going to hover a little bit around 500. Yeah, but they've had and they the didn't Hawks not get to a good too. start. Got yeah. to a good start this year. The Hawks are trash too. Right. So so pretty much a guaranteed playoff spot early for the Hornets, I think. Right. Or do you trade? Try to figure out a trade right now to get Kemba Walker some help, and who knows what you can do from there. My thing is, and we talked about this earlier before, Bradley Beal is now available. He is available, yes. So, do you, I mean, I don't know what you can give up, though. Exactly. If you give up Nick Batum, I mean, great. But I don't know if the Wizards want that, especially because they're trying to get rid of John Wall, who has a stupid, crazy contract coming in next season. So, who can you trade to the Wizards to potentially get a Bradley Beal. Exactly. Like the Wiz- the, or who or else the, maybe is out in the market that you would probably yeah, like get? The Hornets don't have the pieces really to trade for someone like Bradley Beal. Unfortunately. But, so it just makes it so hard to find someone to surround Kemba with. And Kemba's the fifth highest paid player on the team, which it, is stupid. Yeah. Know. like The Hornets are pretty much just stuck in the so-called NBA purgatory Oh yeah. right now where they're about like good enough to make the playoffs and like most years honestly like not really probably good enough to make the playoffs but they're also not bad enough to tank and get a high draft pick and they're just really stuck in that like 11 to 14 pick range yeah where you probably aren't going to draft an impact player but a player that'll keep you just good enough to keep you in NBA purgatory and yeah. not any better yeah <laughs> It's just such an unfortunate situation for Kemba. I feel so bad that his team can't win, that Michael Jordan sucks as an owner of an NBA team. I mean, I, I think it's more of like, I, I don't know how much Michael Jordan is really in to, to making those decisions. Yeah, but... Like, I, I think it's more just being the businessman with his... You know, yeah, but he's Jordan the guy who's shelling out the money to the GM to, to make yeah, those types of moves. Yeah, I understand that, but I, I just don't know how much he's like actually like you know having his say in making decisions, but... He did draft Kwame Brown. He did do that, yeah. So, um, the thing is right now, it's if you're the Hornets, you have 
all the ability in the world right now to trade Kemba. He's making twelve million dollars this year. Yeah, slash year of his deal. Yeah. Now I'm I don't know how the extensions are going to work, but I'm surprised he hasn't gotten one. If he says he wants to be there, but if you're the Hornets, and maybe he, the Hornets don't want him there after may, this maybe year. Maybe not, but I mean, I'm telling you, he, this man deserves to be paid right now. Yeah. Um, but. I mean, I'm just shocked. If you're the Hornets and, like, you don't pay this man and he says he wants to stay, I'd be very, very upset. Um, but if you're the Hornets, like, if you, you can trade Kemba right now, I don't know where you're going to get back, especially because, you know, the, yeah, the situation. Yeah, being on a one-year deal. Right. Uh, maybe a first-round pick, but probably not a good one. So you're going to have to try to find some other young pieces, potentially. Um, and turn them into something. Yeah. Cause if they're going to trade him, they did trade him like now because his value isn't going to get any higher the rest of the season. Right. So we're going to drink some water. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just Hornets. Make yeah. a decision soon. Yeah, they did just hire a new GM, uh, Mitch Kupchak, who had managed the Lakers for the extent of that Shaq Kobe run and then Kobe Powell run that they had there. All right. So he could be looking to probably bring in his own sort of people and players he likes for the team and might want to tear it down after this year without being so um, overt about it. It's right. like, hey, keep Kemba around, maybe try and compete for a playoff spot this year. But, I mean, they're they're probably not making it out of the first round. Yeah. Especially now and, it's like the East is like four – top teams yeah and everybody else is like besides maybe indiana it's just kind of like yeah it's kind of bad yeah after that. and much like the wizards are kind of in that weird nb purgatory spot well no they they're they're, they're just trash right now well, this they're just the, trash well, this season the wizards have been trash for the last few years they've been in and out of the playoffs constantly they should have been much higher i don't understand the wizards that team yeah. should have worked it just didn't um, yeah we'll get to the wizards i guess Right now, because... Yeah, segue into it. Yeah, segue into the Wizards. Uh, obviously, they've been kind of trash so far this season. A little more than trash. Yeah, sorry to Wizards fans. It's been horrible. They did have some good... They have had some good victories this year. Like, uh, against the Clippers. I think they're, they're down at least double digits, and they came back and won that game. They won against mm-hmm. Portland. Yeah. That was a good win. But it's just like... But all these so other teams, dysfunctional. Though, all these other teams, they should be beaten. And they're just like, nah... They lost to the Raptors, I think, by 18 tonight. So, I mean, that's kind of expected. Yeah. But it's just, it's like, man, I, I thought they'd at least make the playoffs. I don't, they're not making the playoffs. They're just that bad. Yeah, I mean, last year they barely scraped into the eighth seed. Right. They, they, they're just in, I think they're almost in a worse situation than the Hornets at, at the moment because <laughs> right now no one wants John Wall's tr- contract. No. That he's, his Supermax deal is going to come in next next season, and it's like $38 million a year. Yeah, and then I think it tops out at like $46 million in the yeah. last year. Yeah, I don't contract. know how old he's going to be. Maybe like 34 when that, yeah. that's over. So it's just yeah. like. He's going to be old. Too old to be being paid like $46 million by the time that last year kicks in. Right. So I don't know how. If you're the Wizards, how are you going to get rid of John Wall? Like if you're, you said everyone's available, I don't know how you're going to get rid of him. I think he would be very interested in Bradley Buell, though, on that contract, um, and he's younger. So you could potentially you know, move Bradley Beal and probably get some good stuff back. Yeah. Um, not, not that John Wall doesn't fit in today's NBA, but Bradley Beal fits in much better than John Wall does yeah. in the current NBA landscape. So, like, 
they should the Wizards should get pretty good value for Bradley Beal if they decide to go ahead and trade him somewhere. Right. I haven't seen a whole lot of it, but I did see somewhere as like Brandon Ingram and some like filler or someone like like Mo Wagner, someone like that. I've been hearing the Lakers a lot. Yeah, too. for Bradley just, Beal. Like, <sighs> like but I'm like, this is the team that wouldn't trade Brandon Ingram to get Kawhi Leonard. Right. They're not trading Ingram if they didn't trade him to get Kawhi. <laughs> yeah, and I, I'm interested to see though what the Lakers do be, with Ingram because I don't think him and LeBron work very well. No. I think him and Kuzma are much better together on the court. So, but you know, that's the Lakers' issue to deal with. They got a lot of young pieces. And that's good. Um, the Wizards, though, it's they it's just they're they're stuck with the Otto Porter contract now. And he has like a twenty five percent trade clause or something like trade kicker or something yeah. like that. It's it's really bad because yeah. the, the Nets, Wizards got sucked into that Otto Porter contract. Yeah, the Nets kind of the Nets really screwed him up. Yeah, because the, the Nets, Nets really yeah. messed with that contract. Yeah, and, the Nets offered Otto Porter that max deal after he had a sort of good series in the playoffs that off season, and the Wizards, well, like. They can't really go out and sign anyone better. They don't have anyone on their own team that was any better. It's like they yeah. kind of had to match that max offer at the risk of losing him. And he has done nothing. Yeah. Kelly Oubre is outplaying him, and that's kind of an issue. So. Yeah, and he's a lefty, too, which is amazing. Uh, yeah, David with lefties. <laughs> that's that's something you'll learn. <laughs> David with lefties. Yeah. I don't actually hate lefties. <sighs> and. I don't know what they thought that Dwight Howard was going to fix their issues. Yeah, I don't yes, know what they were, that, like, they what, were last in rebounding, was. though. They were last in rebounding. So they were like, okay, Dwight will come in. Yeah, we'll like, start out-rebounding teams. We'll win. Yeah, no, nope, that's not what's going to happen. Yeah, y'all already had the most dysfunctional locker room in the NBA, and you decided to add Dwight Howard to that? Yeah, fun. And what's up with the weird butt injury he's had? I know. <laughs> he missed, just... like, the first two weeks of the season with a butt injury. And then just recently, he missed another game with it. And he was, he was out tonight, and it said glute. Yeah, and it just said glute on it. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Like, what is, what, what's going on? I don't know. What did he do? Can't jump anymore, guys. I don't know. He's just. It's eh. weird. Is, is Dwight a Hall of Fame player? That's a good question. I think so. I think because of how good he was defensively. I think because just how good he was in Orlando. Everything after that. Maybe his one year well, in L.A., yeah, but that was kind of tainted with Kobe and him hating each other. And like his first year in Houston, maybe. Yeah. But after that, it's just... Uh, yeah. It's really tainted. Like, he, I don't, he's not going to be first ballot Hall of Fame. Oh, just definitely not. Just because that's going to be fresh in everyone's minds when he retires. But I think after a bit, I think when people kind of start to forget a little bit more about, you know, him getting traded from the Hawks, the entire locker room, like screaming in celebration yeah. <laughs> that he gotten traded. <laughs> I, don't know, I think the same thing reportedly happened with the Hornets, too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they just didn't want him there. <laughs> yeah. I was so hyped when he got traded to the Nets this offseason because that was one of the teams that he wanted to go to during the Dwight Mare in 2012. <laughs> it's like, yes, Dwight Howard is on the Nets, just like he wanted. <laughs> and then you see what happened. And then he got waived. So both Darren Williams and Dwight Howard are on the Nets payroll still. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So they still sort of have him on the team. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Dream accomplished. One's out of the league. Yeah. So. What happened to Darren Williams, man? He, he fell one, off a cliff. He was one of the best points. Like, there's a legitimate debate. Between whether here Chris Paul was the best point guard in the NBA in like 2009. Yeah, two All Star appearances, and then he just fell off the cliff. I don't know, man. That they wait one more run with that Nets team, 
in like 2014, I think it was. Yeah, and he and was the, really good there too. Yeah, and that that but that team though just didn't couldn't do it. They beat the Raptors, and then they yeah just they, didn't they get tanked anywhere. for playoff position to beat the Raptors. Yeah, I remember they tanked, that. They tanked for the sixth seed. They intentionally did not want to face the Bulls, <laughs> so they intentionally lost the game, and so the Wizards faced the Bulls that year, and then the Wizards beat them in five. So. Yeah, it was funny. How I, I remember seeing that. I'm just like, really? <laughs> Shout wow. Shout out to Jason Kidd. Yeah. <laughs> Greatest Jason Kidd moment as a coach. Asking, I think it was Andre Blatch to walk into him and spill the drink. Was it Andre Blatch? I thought it was like Ronnie House Jefferson. No, he wasn't coaching there when Ronde was there. He, really? Yeah, the only coach. There was somebody else, though, I thought. I thought it was Andre Blatch. Maybe it was Andre Blatch, but yeah, that was what that was the greatest moment. So. I miss Andre Blatch, too. He had a fun name. Yeah. We're so off topic. Yeah, I think Andre Blatch, uh, is he, either he denied Ejin Lon of a triple-double or Ejin Lon denied him of a triple-double. He, like, yeah, he got denied of a triple-double, yeah. yeah. He had like 20, 10, and 9 rebounds, I think. It was rebounds. That and, was the funny part about and it. And he's like, hey, let me get this board. And Ejin Lon's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get back Enough on about <laughs> Andre yeah. Blatch hasn't played in the NBA in five years. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get to let's get to though John Wall talk about Scott Brooks though. But, <laughs> yeah. 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 I had the fu Scott Brooks after uh, Brooks and Jeff Green told him to told him and the rest of the team in general to like hustle a little harder at practice. Yeah. Anger issues much? Well, the the <laughs> thing is, is that like how um. Players have been saying, like, John Wall runs the team. It's not like the coach runs the team, and no one can really coach him. Yeah. And it's kind a, of an issue. Yeah. Via um, Stephen A. Smith of ESPN from an unnamed Wizards player who said, We love Scott Brooks. He just can't coach John. John just walks all over him, and it frustrates everybody. The way he plays is impossible to play with. We have so many guns, not enough bullets. Clear reference to the former Washington Bullets name. Right. <laughs> or maybe not. I don't really care either no, way. Either way, it's good. <laughs> yeah, either way, it's a good analogy there, I guess. But in this time of political correctness, we don't want to talk about guns. And right. what happens with that? <laughs> We're not getting political. And anyway. <laughs> I, th- I did not know who, you know, it's an unnamed player. Yeah, right? unnamed I player. I think it was Austin Rivers, just in general. Because he's, he's been the one yeah. that he's been talking a lot about the Wizards. And I think just because he's the other point guard on the team that he probably would have said something yeah. like that. Uh, but it makes sense because, you know. I also think it could maybe be a veteran like Markeith Morris. Maybe, yeah. Or who else is on that team? I don't know. Maybe Sadoransky's coming for his job. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's not, like, I mean, it probably wouldn't be Porter because he's getting paid. Yeah. So it's just like, I don't know. Uber's too young. Maybe it was Morris. But we shouldn't really speculate on that. Either way, though, it's just it's saying. Right, like, I think it does say a lot about the Wizards. Or really just, just John Wall. Yeah, well, John Wall, too, especially. But uh, like, just how dysfunctional this Wizards team is. Like, last year I had the stuff between John Wall, Marcin Gortat, and yeah. all that. And then they traded Marcin Gortat. I think that would fix everything. Yeah. That did not fix everything. <laughs> no. Because they brought in Dwight Howard to make it worse. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's funny. Like, So, King of the Fourth Quarter, he just, every time the Wizards lose, he just keeps pressing his, he just retweets his own tweet that the Wizards suck. He just keeps pressing retweet <laughs> on it. Just retweets it. And it's it's funny. But, like, everyone's just like, stop hating the Wizards. But he's just like, it's facts. What do you want me to say? It, that, that's how the Wizards team uh, is this year. It's like, great. I'm like, oh my gosh, man. 
I know, like, there's a lot of times throughout the anime season where I question why I'm a Magic fan, and then I remember that there's people who are, like, Wizards fans out there. Yeah, who had, like, decent expectations this year, and then they're just like... Who are, like, consistently let down every year. Like, it's always like, oh yeah, Wizards could probably make the Eastern semifinals or maybe even reach the conference finals this year. Right. And then it's like, nope, eight seed. <laughs> eight seed, loses the Raptors. This year, looking horrible. Yeah, where are they even in the East? Like, 13th? They're 13th because the East sucks so bad. Yeah. Like, that that's the issue. They only have, I think, six wins. And that's, that's the other issue. It's like, yeah. man... All right. Do we want to talk about uh, KD and the Draymond animosity, or do, I do we want to talk want about to, Fultz first? I want to talk about the Warriors a little bit. All right. I'm I'm shocked at how this is still a thing right now. Yeah. Like, like in years past, this isn't a thing anymore. Like KD's first year in Golden State, KD and Draymond kind of got into it a little bit, like around New Year's time. Right. And it was pretty much it after like a day or two. But we're coming up on like. A week, two weeks later now. Two and this, weeks. This is, like, still an issue. If you're not aware of how it started, it was a game against the Clippers where Draymond Green had gotten a rebound, and instead of passing it to Kevin Durant, had dribbled it up the court, and then ended up turning the ball over off his foot, which ended up forcing overtime, and then the Clippers went on to win that game in overtime, and they apparently really got into it, not just on the bench, but in the locker room afterward. In fact, I heard so bad that Kevin Durant like waited like outside the Staples Center to like go and change and wait until Draymond came out. Yeah, I only saw like one report of that, so I don't know the legitimacy of it. It's just, but like, I the only reason why this is still a headline is because the fact the Warriors are losing. Yeah, this is the first time since Steve Kerr became coach that the team has lost four games in a row. What I think, though, is just like, I think this is going to make things just better in, in the long run. Yeah. I, I don't see how this can really derail. I mean, it's derailing them right now, apparently. Yeah. But Steph's out, and then Draymond Green was out um, these past two games, and it's probably going to be out the next two games. Yeah, and, and he's going to come back against the Magic, probably, on this West Coast road trip. <laughs> right. With Steph. Yeah. So, yeah, good luck to that. Yeah. Um, but then, can we all remember that Demarcus Cousins is still on the Warriors? Like, yeah. everyone's he's freaking still, out. He's still sitting on the bench there. Yeah. And you know, I don't know what he said in this whole K- KD and Draymond thing, but you know, I don't even think it matters. I'm just saying the Warriors are gonna be fine. Let's yeah, not. They're let's fine. not think that this is gonna derail their season and like no. they're not gonna win the championship. Yeah, they, it's certainly a huge <laughs> distraction so far. Right. And it is concerning for the moment in the next few weeks here on out. But, like, once Steph's back, once Draymond's fully back, right. once Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant are a little more consistent, and then once Boogie's back, you have an all-NBA starting lineup right there. Right. And I think this also shows that Steph Curry, you know... I know he, is, that, he is the most valuable player in the league, yeah, regardless right of, now. like, MVP award or not. Yeah, and it, this shows right now that he deserves that award for this the first yeah. month because it's, like... The Warriors are a completely different team without him. Yeah. Um, They're not even close. I do want to say, though, like, th- this, I was thinking about this, and I did kind of talk about this a little bit, but when, in 2004, the Kobe Shaq Lakers, yeah. they had a ton of drama, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you brought in Gary Payne, you brought in Carl Malone, and it's like all that, you brought all, all these guys in that, yeah. you know, they were stars. And Carl Malone was still a really good player at that yeah. time. Well, Carl Malone certainly did not match with that team. He, right. and, he and Kobe's wife, I think, they had a. Yeah. Or Kobe, or Carl Malone Kobe, asked about Kobe's wife. Yeah. 
and that didn't go all yeah. But like just all that drama in that locker room messed up that yeah. team. They lost to the Pistons. I think that was the was that the same year Kobe had the rape allegations? I don't know about that. I can't remember. Shoot, I don't know. But my point is it's like I kind of thought about it. I'm like, man, you know, they're they're the, they're the top team of the NBA at that time and then all of a sudden this drama starts happening. And we have all this talk about how KD or Clay could leave, mm-hmm. you know, and then it could, it could potentially, because of all the drama, really mess up a team. And even though they have all the talent on there and all the stars, it's like they lost the championship that year. So I don't think that's going to happen, but my point is it's like we've seen it before. We've seen drama hurt teams yeah. that are at the top of the, of the league. Jeez. Whoa. Yeah. David almost dropped his yeah, mic. Yeah, I almost lost the mic there. I was moving my phone and it got caught on the wire. Yeah. But so. <laughs> almost went it's through just the something wire. To, yeah. <laughs> King of the Fourth Quarters podcast. It's just something to be aware of that I don't think this is going to hurt the team. I think they're going to win the championship still. The reason why though is because of Marcus Cousins, because you know he's you know center, all star center. But it's like I don't think it's going to destroy this team, but I think it could potentially, if it gets really bad, we're going to see something like the Kobe Shaq Lakers yeah. two thousand four. But I don't expect it to happen. No, not with not with this team. Like just, that 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 Lakers team was really talented, but I mean. Just look at this Warriors team. Like, I know they don't have the deepest bench, which has clearly been exposed with Draymond and Steph out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, come on. Like, when they had, when all of those guys were back and healthy, those four together, unstoppable this year and last year. Oh, yeah. In this NBA, yes. Yeah. Like, they're fine. They're fine. Now, if this continues, then we need to start talking a little bit more. Yeah, like if this continues into and maybe late December and January. And maybe start talking Steve Kerr a little bit because I don't know what he's been doing about this. He's kind of more just like letting the players work it out. And yeah, which is a good approach to start with. But I think if this continues, like you need to step in and do something here. Yeah. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying you know, fire him. I'm no. just saying like. We need to kind of look at it and see, like, are are you doing the right thing yeah. right now? You no, know, you've been the, at the top of the NBA ever since you got there. You probably didn't have to coach a yeah, lot. Yeah, no, this isn't the Cavs who fired their coach after helping them get to the finals and have the best record in the East the next year. <laughs> yeah. Firing David Blatt. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's funny that year. Brett Brown at the bottom yeah. of the Eastern Conference got an extension. But the, the, t- the team at the top of the conference... Wins, wins 10 games the whole season. <laughs> just like, team like, at the top of the East, coach fired. Yeah, it's just I'm like, oh my gosh, it's NBA. Well, let's move on. Yeah. You said you had something to say about the Celtics struggling. Um, I know so, the Knicks beat them a few days ago and they beat the Hawks tonight. Yeah. So I have, I have kind of talked about... Um, I am... Last week I wasn't really worried about the Celtics. I was not worried at all. I was like, okay, you know what? Let's let's all take a chill pill here. They're all just getting back together. Let's just just relax. They're gonna figure it out. It's Brad Stevens. You have Kyrie Irving. You have Al Horford. Your veterans. Gordon Hayward's coming back from big injury, so he's just he's not hundred percent. And then Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, they'll figure it out. I mean, they're gonna they will all at some point, especially with all their depth, they're gonna be fine. They're gonna start winning games. They lost to the Knicks, and I was very concerned. I was like, oh, like, I didn't watch a ton of that game, but I watched enough of that game, and I'm like, Jalen Brown's just staying in the corner. Why is that happening? 
Especially, I don't know. Like, especially with now Gordon Hayward on the bench. You need to feature Jalen Brown more in your offense. Jason Tatum's not getting to his spots, and he's no, having a worse... He's taking a lot of like weird, contested mid-range shots. He's shooting worse than his rookie season. Yeah. And that's kind of an issue. Um, Kyrie Irving has basically saved the Celtics on multiple occasions this year by you know scoring 47 yeah. against the Raptors in OT. That saved him that game. Um, Al Horford, I think age is starting to kind of get to him a little bit. Mm-hmm. He's not really... As, yeah. I want to say like, already, as atten- like yeah. I don't think he's as attentive. I think he's just a little bit slow. Yeah, he already wasn't the most athletic player, and right. he's not going to get any faster. And I, I think he's more like instead of rolling to the rim and pick and rolls, he's really he's fading. A, yeah, a lot. he's fading a lot more. He's really shooting the three pointer a lot more. He thinks he's Brook Lopez, and he's just not. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like I'm, I'm just kind of seeing these things, and I'm like, you know, maybe they'll probably figure it out. I'm not. Extremely concerned. The next game didn't help, but I'm, I'm a little bit concerned at the moment. Now they won against the Hawks tonight, and like it was a but good. But it's the Hawks. It's the Hawks. Right? I know you can all say, "Well, it's just the Knicks," but they got blown out by them. But I mean, the Knicks are better than the Hawks. Oh yeah, I would agree with that. <laughs> um, but it, yeah, I'm just a little bit concerned. Um, I think though, just because of their depth, they're gonna figure it out at some point. I. Now, do I have them winning the East right now? I don't. Yeah. I have the I'm Raptors. Going to Toronto. Raptors have now officially, they've shown me their bench is still fantastic. Their bench scored 59 points yeah. tonight. I mean, the only guy that they gave up off their bench was Jakob Pertl from last year. And he just moved Jonas Valanciunas to the yeah. bench rule. And, and you, Pascal Siakam's been great. Yeah. And they, they've they really yeah, shown me that they're, they're probably going to win the East. And um, do I have Celtics win? Like go, or going to the Eastern Conference Finals, yeah, I still do. I'm saying with the 76ers, though, you have to wait another year. And Milwaukee, I'm still kind of concerned because Giannis still hasn't gotten yeah. past the first round. So that's just, you know, a little bit on the Celtics. If you're if you're a Boston fan, though, like, you should be a, a tad bit concerned. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not looking at Brad Stevens. I don't think this is on Brad Stevens at all. I think it's more just the players just trying to mesh it and get, get it together. Um, and I think... You know, it'll, it'll come around, especially yeah. in, in December. They'll probably, or December to January, they'll figure it out. Yeah, as far as the Raptors go, mentioning Siakam kind of breaking out so far this season. Last two weeks, pretty much since he's been inserted in the starting lineup and really gotten a lot of playing time, averaging 18 points, six rebounds, two assists, a block in a steal a game, one three pointer a game on 80% free throw shooting, four attempts. And shooting sixty three percent from the field on eleven attempts per game sounds he's, pretty good to me. Oh, yeah, he's really only had seven, only had seven role. points and eight rebounds tonight on two of five shooting. That was against uh, who was that? Against the Wizards. Oh, Wizards. In a, he played twenty five minutes in a hundred twenty five one oh seven win. But I mean, he's that he's an energy guy in the starting lineup. Like he's gonna bring that yeah. energy, and then he can. The, the luxury right now, if you're the Raptors, with Serge Ibaka playing center, you can switch basically any, anything and maybe just leave Ibaka down in the paint. Don't switch with Ibaka, but like you can really switch you know, Ibaka and Siakam with yeah. any big man, and you can switch them with those guys, and then any of the forwards you can switch. It, it, it works out so well, with, yeah. especially now with Kawhi you know, guarding your probably the best uh, opposing uh, perimeter yeah. player. I so. really think that you can switch both of them on offense, too. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because both of them can shoot the three and score from inside. Right. So it doesn't really matter who's playing center and who's playing power forward there. Like, they're pretty much interchangeable. 
Yeah, especially with the position of basketball in today's game. You just do whatever you want. Um, I, I'm, I've been shocked how well the Raptors are doing. I did not think they would, they'd be this good. Yeah. Um, the, the one thing that, because, you know, I'm saying the Raptors are now going to probably win the East. The Celtics did beat them in that overtime game, and that's where I'm just kind of like, you know, like where I think the Celtics could, you know, if let's say – Kyrie goes off, you know yeah. that. Then it's like, well, the Raptors. I know Kawhi can go off. All right, let's but it's say not th- the same as having a point guard who can create his own shot. Like right. I know Kawhi can easily create his own shot, mm-hmm. but it's really not the same as having that point guard, that dominant ball handler who, if he can't get an open shot, easily finds a guy on a pass. Right. To someone having shooters around you like Tatum, Brown, Horford. Yeah. I guess sort of Aaron Baines now, but not really. His jump shot's messed up. Right. Got Terry Rozier out there, too. Yeah, Marcus, Marcus Morris Sr. Yeah, Marcus Morris Sr. now. Marcus Smart. We yeah. all know he's a sniper from out there. It's just like... No, he's not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I almost got you there. You're like, no, yeah, I, I yeah. Was, I'm like, You're like, no. wait, no. I, I knew it was a joke. Um, but You're like, wait, no. It, but like, my point is, it's like, you know, if Kyrie goes off and then you could, like, you know, you could cancel him out with Kawhi, but then it's... Can Cal? I know Cal always had a great year, but he's not going to be scoring a ton. I think it's going to be more, you know, the point guard type role. But once yeah, Lowry is leading the league in assists per game. He's got. I think the, 10. Don't get me wrong; he's playing great. But if Gordon Hayward, let's you know, once he's one hundred percent healthy, he can have a twenty-five point game. Yeah. Not to mention then you have Jason Tatum, who can easily you know score, and then Jalen Brown is can also score. So that's where I'm. A, I'm a little bit like, well, the Celtics have so many other weapons. Yeah. Now, while the Raptors play so well as a unit, if you disrupt that offense, they don't know. Like they're not going to yeah, score. Yeah, they don't have the same creators that Boston has. Right. That's where I'm like. That's where I'm kind of like. You know, Boston has an edge there. So, I I want to see those two in the Eastern Conference Finals because that that'll be a great matchup. Um, I'm just you know Celtics just don't look very good right now at the moment. Now this could easily change come February. You know, yeah. All Star break. Everyone, you know. Take that break. And who knows everything. what trades are going to go down? Right, buyout market. So who knows? But Raptors right now. But it's early. It's very early. Yeah. Let's not so, get ahead of ourselves. Um, stat lines from the Pistons and Rockets game tonight. Clint Capella, twenty nine points, which is a lot for Capella, or really for anyone, but especially Capella, along with twenty one rebounds. James Harden had thirty three points and eight assists. Drummond had twenty three points. 20 rebounds, pretty average night for him. And then Blake Griffin with 28 points, 9 rebounds on 4 assists, including a 34-footer to give the Pistons the lead. I saw that, yeah. Which Eric Gordon eventually tied the score there, but if he doesn't make that 3, then Eric Gordon, then the then the Rockets win that in regulation instead of going to overtime where the Pistons went on to win 116-111. I watched the last, like, 10 or so minutes of that game. I didn't I was watch impressed. any part of it. I was it, impressed. So. <laughs> This is not David's moment. Yeah, I don't really have a whole lot to say about it other than I wanted the Rockets to win, set my magic, have a better chance of making the playoffs, but I'm not going to complain too much. It was it's it's fun to see Blake Griffin play well again. So, this brings up the question, is Blake Griffin a superstar? No, he is not. He's not. I, Why? He's not a superstar. Why isn't he a superstar, Duncan? Would you have him on your team as your main go-to guy? Sure seems like it. Piss him doing pretty well. If you talk about the, the teams of the East, right, you have the four top teams, and then you have probably Indiana, and then you have... Yeah, you were talking about the East, yeah. Yeah, which I, I wouldn't have Blake Griffin as my main go-to guy. As my, uh, uh, for a team that's 
going to lead me to being in one of the top teams in the NBA. I wouldn't have Blake Griffin as my number one go-to guy. Yeah, but you could argue that Kevin Durant's the number two guy or Steph Curry's the oh, number that, two that guy. That is a completely different <laughs> situation. You have two MVPs on that team. There's a completely <laughs> different situation than that. Is Clay Thompson a superstar? Superstar? That, oh, that's a hard one. I'm going to say no, to be honest. Is Al Farouk Aminu a superstar? Oh, my gosh. Why do we need to talk about him? He's a real Nigerian prince. Like, if you get an email from him asking for money, send him money. He's actually a prince. Anyway. <laughs> it's not an email scam. <laughs> okay, but all right. Would you have Blake, would you have Blake Griffin as your number one go-to guy? On a championship contending team? I'm not sure, but if you're a team that's proud, that's like loftiest goals, probably conference finals or like game seven of semis, I would say so. Okay. I don't know about that. Like Blake Griffin has not made an all-star team in a while. Well, because so. he's been hurt. Either way, though. Last like year he wasn't hurt, but yeah. he had a weird season with the Clippers and their like pseudo race for the playoffs and then getting traded to the Pistons, who weren't competing for the playoffs either. But two, But the two seasons before that, he's been hurt. And hasn't been able to consistently get on the court. I, this is the first off, like full season, really in a while that he's been fully healthy. Okay, I, I'll give and you I, that. I do think he is showing that he still can be a superstar player. In this superstar league. though, like superstar. He's really evolved his game. Oh, I I hundred percent agree sure. with that. And it's because the fact his athleticism isn't there anymore. Like he doesn't have that spectacular dunks. Like that. He actually crazy. had a few against the oh, Rockets. You know, I, I agree with that, but I'm saying yeah. like he's not going to have no, those like, crazy alley oop dunks. Yeah, no, he's not going to jump over. He, he can't do that anymore. He still has the athleticism, but it's not Blake Griffin coming into the league athleticism. No. So not many players are. That yeah, I mean, yeah. Look at Paul George. Yeah. So. <sighs> Like superstar is, is a hard word for me to kind of define. It's like you have to be the number one guy, in my opinion. Well, we were just talking about the Phoenix Suns brought up the usage rate and shooting efficiency. I wonder if he fits into that a Booker. stat there with Devin Booker. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Devin Booker is a superstar by that measure. <laughs> yeah, just his team was. Nah, nah. No, let's not get to that. Uh, that's actually that's a good debate, though. I. Is Blake Griffin a star? Yes. Is he yeah, a superstar? Yeah, no, he's a star. I think he should probably be an all-star this season. Oh, yeah, especially in the East, yeah. But is he, an, is, like, is he a superstar? I don't know. I can't really It's see. up for debate. Yeah. Um, kind of skipped over this on accident. Kyrie Irving says, F Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, Kyrie Irving is a part Sioux Indian from his mom's side. He She uh, died when he was two years old. Yeah. But apparently, I guess he carries that with him. I think he was actually honored by the Sioux Native Americans. Yeah. And during the off season, I think his name is a uh, Native American names like Little Mountain or something like that. I don't remember specifically, but yeah, something, something like that. that. Yeah. So he, he's clearly invested in that heritage. And with the tumultuous relationship between white people and Native Americans... He says, F Thanksgiving. We're not going to get into like whole racism or anything <laughs> like that, but it's, you know, just let's just make this point that when um, when the Europeans came over to uh, America, it, we killed off 90% of yeah. the population. Yeah. So he has, a, he has a, you know, he has a legitimate gripe, I think, there. Yeah. He has a, he can say that. Now, is it, should it have been so vulgar? Eh, Maybe not. It's but. a national holiday that I personally think is overrated. 
You think it's overrated? I, think, I do think Thanksgiving is overrated. You could literally sit down and have a big dinner with your family anytime. Okay. You don't yeah. have that same Christmas spirit. I'm just you saying, don't have that same, though, like, Halloween thing. my biggest issue is skipping over Thanksgiving completely. My, I, I hate it when we start playing Christmas music like, yeah. a week before Thanksgiving. I'm like, like can we, can we, can we first forget get, Thanksgiving exists? Yeah, like, we're just going to disrespect Thanksgiving like that? Like, come on. Like I, don't have a pro- like, I, like, I do think it's overrated, but I don't have a problem with Thanksgiving. Right. It's a fun holiday, Let's, let's make sure you go one holiday at a time, people. Right? Yeah, we have Christmas stuff on, up before Halloween. Yeah, that's insane. All right, anyway, though, back to basketball. Yeah, back to Kyrie. Um, um, yeah, you said a video that came out recently, this weird balance thing. I have no idea how. That's insane. He like He's in the video. He's in an open gym somewhere, and the camera kind of pans over and zooms in quickly on him. And he leans forward like 45, 50 degrees. Yeah. Somehow doesn't lose his balance and props himself right back up straight upright. Right after that, leans to his left again, like fifty degrees. Somehow doesn't fall over. Kyrie's a robot. <laughs> we thought Kawhi was a robot. Yeah, we thought Kawhi was a robot with his laugh. Kyrie Irving's a physical robot. <laughs> Maybe the Earth is flat. That's what I'm thinking. The Earth's flat. <laughs> if he if he sees the Earth like that, you know, like he's just leaning over, it's like he was leaning. Maybe over. the Earth is flat. <laughs> he was leaning over the edge of the flat Earth. There. <laughs> hey, that is a valid argument. I mean, like, the way he just leans, it's like, yeah, the Earth's probably flat. In the layer of that same video, he's balancing on two basketballs doing a dribbling yeah. drill. Like, oh my god, that's a twisted ankle waiting to happen. I don't know how he does that. It's, Do not show that video to Jonathan Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and he says he wants to play into his early mid thirties. Yeah, that's really weird. Like with modern medicine and technologies nowadays, players typically play late mid to late thirties. But he's wanted to go to like the Isaiah Thomas route, like thirty two ish, thirty three years old. I mean, like even if he does tear his Achilles, like I think he can still play longer. Yeah. So I, I just. Like, I don't see any... I think he's going to play longer than that. I, I just think he's just kind of saying that just to be like... I don't know. Kyrie's weird. Oh, yeah, he he's weird. a lot of weird stuff. Well, he's weird. But, like, come on. Like, like he's uh, Kyrie Irving. He's, yeah. He's going to be a star for a long time. Yeah. So I don't think that... He's, like, he's really just entering his prime. Oh, yeah. I 100% agree with that. Like, yeah. you probably say, like, I would say, like, 2016 when the Cavs won the championship. That was probably, like, first year of his prime. Yeah. And he's probably got a good, like, three or four more years at the very top of his game, I would say. Oh, definitely. And then even after that, he's still going to be all-star caliber. Yeah. So, I, I I mean, who knows? Maybe he just wants to go out on top. Yeah. But Like, psych. TV show. <laughs> but I, I'm just like, you're still going to get paid, man. Like, Are you really just going to be like, yeah, one more contract, five years with Celtics, I'm done. I know, because if, yeah, if he's talking about retiring in his early to mid-30s, this... this Contract this offseason would probably be his last contract. Yeah, maybe another one-year deal or something yeah, like that. Yeah, like last, last major payday. Right. Because so. he's probably going to sign a five-year deal with Boston this offseason. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I, it's just kind of weird. For the, I, You never really hear that anymore because, you know, yeah, medicine is Because everyone wants the money and everyone's mm-hmm. well, like, well, I'm healthy enough to keep playing and I still love playing. All right, and then you see LeBron is still, you know, playing. HGH. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way he's not taking HGH or some sort of I mean, like, Dwayne Wade, like, you know. No he, way. Dwayne Wade played very well still when he was 32-33. And then his last year with the Bulls, he averaged 16 points and he was 35. I thought he averaged, like, 20. 
acceptables. Well, he averaged 16. Oh, no. Oh. The year before that, he averaged 19. So okay. it was just like he, he could still be good. And, like, he wasn't all-star caliber, but it, you, you still want him on your team. Yeah. Especially in the playoff run. So, and he had an okay game against the Bulls today, which I'm not going to talk about. But, <laughs> yeah. Like, know. okay, okay, or is it, like, okay, sarcastic, but he dropped 50 on you? Yeah, you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> he returned to Chicago. He put up some points. Yeah. So front of the family yeah just had a daughter recently didn't he yeah josh richardson destroyed the bulls today so i'm not gonna talk about that though Uh, i don't really want to talk about the magic later yeah it wasn't a good day for the magic i'll talk about a good um, day for david really like that just ruined his day it really did i was having a good day i'll talk about it later in the podcast i guess yeah we're off topic again i'll talk more about the magic what they did the last uh week rather than the last uh Last 24 hours, I guess. Yeah. All right. Vince Carter, um, 25K. Yeah. Fittingly, uh, Vince Carter, age 42 season. Somehow still playing. With the, uh, with the Atlanta Hawks. I don't know why he doesn't just go to the Warriors and win a ring. Yeah, actually. <laughs> Seriously. It's so it's really frustrating. I just want him to win a championship. <laughs> Former Magic Man there, too, actually. Played in the Magic for two or three seasons. Anyway, so very fittingly, scored his 25,000 point. Against his former team, the Toronto Raptors, also on a dunk Woo-hoo. with half a second left in the game. Uh, starters were there, I know, at the game. Of course, <laughs> they have the two Canadians there, Jay Skeets and Tass Mellis. Shout out to them. Been watching the show since season one on the NBA NBA TV. Mm-hmm. Just kidding, I haven't. I've been watching it since season two. Um, was it season two? Yeah, I've been, I've only, they used to have an hour show and they cut it down to 30 minutes. I watched season one then, yeah. I yeah. actually watched season one. Yeah, I've only been watching since a 30-minute show, but I watched a few episodes here and there when it was an hour. I did not watch the Basketball Jones, though. I did not watch that. No, that was on the score, actually. Yeah. You can still find some of the episodes on YouTube, though. Yeah. Those are fun to watch, especially, like because there's stuff that you forget about. Yeah, just like a general back then. Like random stuff about like Derek Fisher or something stupid. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Something weird like that. And then going through like the Dwight Mayer. Then uh, when the Lob City Clippers era first started too. Mm, They had the song and everything. Lob City Clips, Lob Lob City Clips instead of Rack City. Yeah. (laughs) We're off topic. Again. Again. All right. uh, Markel Fultz. Yeah, Markel Fultz exists still. Um Again, uh, former number one overall pick in the draft. Uh, after the Jimmy Butler trade, he got demoted to the bench to back up Ben Simmons. And then shortly after that, Brett Brown was very noncommittal to him being the backup point guard over TJ McConnell. Yeah, he got demoted again very quickly. Yeah. And uh, he par- according to... Uh, the athletic, I think it was. Oh, shams, yeah. Yeah, a lot of a lot of sources within the athletic contributed to a piece that I used the download free trial to read on the athletic because you have to pay for everything on that <laughs> I website. That's so. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but uh, according to them, at the advice of Fultz's attorney, he won't be involved in any basketball activities with the Sixers until he sees a wrist specialist. Before it was a shoulder specialist too. Like yeah. I was reporting, I'm like, what? Okay, I don't know though. 
Um, but then he practiced that like very day. It, it wasn't a practice. It was just like more of a shooter. It was. It wasn't an official like practice that oh, they had. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like something Desling at the Sixers did. I think it. It seemed to me like it was just a bunch of teammates got together and played, and he happened to go there with them. It's just I, I don't know. It's, it's not a, doing like a team mandated thing. It's just a crazy situation. Yeah. I mean, this I watched him in summer league. I was very impressed with him in summer league, and then all of a sudden this happens. He comes back and just he's not the same. Like person. his shot was reportedly like fixed with NBA guru Drew Hamlin, who's worked out with who Joel Embiid. Like like uh, if you remember a few years ago when everyone's making fun of Joel Embiid working out in the empty gym and dunking on the five foot nine white guy, that's Drew Hamlin. Yeah, he's worked out with Embiid, Jason Tatum. Uh, I know Mo Bamba, bunch of other guys that are more recent kind of names that are like on the up and up. So I mean, this guy isn't like just some random. Guy that's no one knows yes, who's that's like messing like, with a shot. Yeah, it's messing with a shot. Like Drew Hamlin knows what he's doing, and it's supposed to be like fixed with him. They had that whole like video of him draining three pointers from all over the place shortly before training camp, and then I guess they had some sort of falling out and aren't even on speaking terms anymore. I'm just in one of Fultz's, Fultz's uh, first games back. Apparently, Drew Hanlon and Fultz's mom had a blow up on the sidelines and got into an argument about Fultz's shot and something like that. And like, if you look at Fultz's shot, like more recently compared to the videos that were out, like it looks different. Oh yeah, like it's back to the old form from last year when he didn't know what he was doing all of a sudden. Yeah. Like he can't lift his arms really like above his shoulders, well, like, that, which is weird. But that's a, that's the insane part I of just it though, don't because get it. when he came, when he he got drafted, his first years, his first year summer league, he looked fine. Yeah, he looked perfectly fine. And I'm like, this guy's gonna be good. I think he's gonna fit well with the 76ers. Like, and all of a sudden, you hear like, oh, this shot got messed with, and it's like you see him, you're like, what is that shot? And uh, I, I from was just what shocked. I read, like he had a trainer, his trainer before he was working with Drew Hamlin, Keith Williams, who he'd pretty much grown up with training with from like five years old through middle school, high school, college. And apparently what they were trying to do was they knew like Fultz, like he had a really good college three point shot, but a lot of his longer distance three pointers in college weren't quite like good enough to really like compete at an NBA level. Maybe so what they like... wanted, what they were trying to do was like lower it a bit so it isn't releasing as high so he can get more power behind it. But they lowered it like to here. Yeah, but they lowered it to like his chest and just completely messed it up. And I don't know how and there's also rumors that like I think he was diagnosed with like a scapular imbalance, which is when your shoulder yeah. blades are at two different heights. Which is an injury that most often happens to like baseball pitchers. Because mm-hmm. it generally happens from repeated use of one arm right. over the other. So which just also really doesn't make sense. So there's a rumor that I've seen going around that maybe he got injured during a pre-draft workout, lifting weights or something like that, and hurt his shoulder doing that, and that's what caused it, and hurt his shot. Because apparently it also like really hurts him to raise his arms really above his shoulders, which is part of why he shoots it from so low. It's just oh my god. There's so many weird But like you hear all that this yeah, like but you then, hear you all this all, stuff. then you also hear like he had the yips and yeah, it's like he had like the lips like like you could just forgot how to shoot pretty much. Which yeah. isn't unheard of. Yeah, like I, players having the yips. Especially like in like a guy to come back to baseball, like baseball pitchers too, or like players playing defense, they just yeah. forget how in the outfield. It's just 
this situation is just getting like it's it's really annoying if you're a 76ers fan because like you, you drafted this guy number one, you trade with yeah, the Celtics. Like, yeah, like he was the unanimous number one overall pick. Right. And so this all happens, and now now that you got Jimmy Butler there, you kind of want that other like ball handler besides Simmons yeah. out there, and that just hasn't it hasn't come along. And thank God they got Jimmy because you know he can close out games. So I, I'm just shocked by how this is still. I, I didn't think it would lead into this year, but like because of he didn't he barely even played last year. It's like yeah, and he, like he played like the first. Two three weeks of the season last year, yeah, and it's also disappeared. Was out of like pretty much like the public spotlight in general. Like there's no coverage of like how his progression was going at all for like five months. Then all of a sudden, out of the blue, it's like, oh, Markel Fultz will be playing tonight. Yeah, comes back and scored like ten points or something like that, ten or eight. Ramos uh, numbers and yeah, it's it's something like that. And then like like last second to last or last game of the season, triple double. Be- yeah, became the youngest player in NBA history to have a triple double. And then didn't get played at all in the playoffs. <laughs> right. So it's just such a stupid situation. And I don't, I'm not blaming the 76ers for it, but I'm just like, what are you going to do about it? Now, I heard Greg Anthony talk about it on Players Only Monday night, talk about maybe they should send him down to the G League. because Just because the fact yeah. that he is the number one overall pick, let's see he's number 15. They yeah. would probably send him down to the G League yeah. just to get his confidence back, mm-hmm. and I 100% agree with that move. Like I, I think that would be great, just so he can you know be get more minutes. One, two, just be have the, the main ball. guy. Yeah, just like, have the ball in his hands too. Yeah, so because he's playing off the ball a lot with Ben Simmons being the main ball handler. Yeah, and that, now and that, and now he's too. not even like the backup point guard. So he's not even playing anymore because right. he's being held out. And even at times when he is like playing, like and that was like you know before he got demoted again, it's like. It's it's kind of odd to see it's it's either he plays with Jimmy Butler or even then even if it's none of the other guys and no Simmons no Butler but Embiid's on the floor Embiid really runs the offense because through the post yeah so it's not like he's even running anything it's more of just like all right swing swing throw it to Embiid and then they'll play through that yeah I'm just wow <laughs> I think a lot of this has to come back to like just the 76ers training staff too. Because this isn't the first weird injury story that we've had out of the 76ers either. Like, when the Sixers drafted Joel Embiid, obviously they drafted him knowing he was hurt. Right. But that was with a back injury. When he was coming back, he broke his foot. foot, Right. And was out for two years with a broken foot. And not to mention, like, all the 76ers that... Their, their picks in the yeah. first round, they all, ben, they ben all get injured. Ben Simmons, yeah. broken foot as well. Right. Neurons Noel yeah, was not, injured. Neurons Noel, torn ACL, had to keep him out the whole year. Right. And, and it was just only fitting that Marco Fultz would yeah. get injured. And even Zaire Smith this year, 15th pick, I think. Right. I mean. Broke his foot. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just, just so fitting. At least just not a foot injury for Fultz. Right. I mean, now they have Landry Shaman, who's I think played very yeah, well. Yeah, he looked pretty good, but luckily, but they, they <laughs> didn't trade. They they traded for him. They didn't draft him. Yeah. So um, Mikael Bridges has not gotten injured, as we know. So it's like okay, but it's just so odd. Like first round picks, no matter where they are, and you have to draft them. It's they get injured. Yeah. Like I don't, I also don't remember who the guy's name was. But he had confirmed, like, LeBron to star in Space Jam 2 before anyone else and, like, confirmed LeBron going to the Lakers before even, like, Woj had tweeted about it. And, like, some other, like, weird but, like, big kind of news stuff. Right. Like, he recently, he tweeted a few days ago, 
that Markel Fultz is injury as a result of a motorcycle accident. Which is also another weird thing going around, because, like, well, like, he isn't, like, a big-name type of guy, but he's been right about this stuff with LeBron and other things like that, too. Right. So, like... Is it valid? It, like, is it valid? Is it real? Like, did did he actually get in a motorcycle accident? I don't know. It's it's just so many questions. Is it like Monte Ellis when he was with the Warriors, hiding the motorcycle right. accident? Right. I, I don't know. It's, it's just so well, much... I guess Monte Ellis was a moped. <laughs> yeah. Same thing. Same type of thing. But the 76ers need to make a decision here. Like, you can't just keep him on the bench. Yeah. I don't, like, you know, if you're keeping him on the bench, you might as well just send him down to the G League. It's like, why not? You're not going to use him. Yeah. So Send him down to the, are they still the Delaware 87ers? They, no, they changed their name to something else. Oh my God. Like the Blue Coats or yeah. something like that. Yeah. But I know. It's just, you need to, like, and then there's other report like he wants a new start. Yeah, on a like new he, team. he supposedly wants a fresh start with a new team. And then, like, what's that going to do, though? I, I don't think that it's going to change because he already has that reputation like, oh, messed up shot. I'm like, the only thing I could really see it being is like he just didn't have that pressure on him because the Sixers are looking to compete right now. And with Fultz's injury and him I, trying I'm to get back that. from this, he doesn't have the time. He can't be on the court making those mistakes. That and he is I, making, and I agree with that though. But like, if you're the Sixers, you have to also realize like this is. I don't think this is your year. Like, wait no. next year, and you have the cap space too. You because ha- you trade for Jimmy Butler, you get his bird rights, so you have all this cap space again that you can use and get another guy. So, like, and that, like, that's kind of where it's like, well, do you go get a point guard? <laughs> so yeah, like that's a big question too. Do you go? Out do you go get Kemba? Yeah. Like, do you try and get Kemba Walker to come here? And you'd have a big fourth, him, Simmons, Butler, and Embiid. Or do you try and get someone like, I don't know, who's, you don't a, free, even, you who's don't need a free a agent? Man. Off, like, who's a free agent offseason that's like a shooting guard, small fourth? Clay, Clay Thompson, Thompson. Clay there Thompson. you go. Do so you go and try and like get Clay Thompson? And if for whatever, like you bank on Fultz making it back and being a star, then you have a big five with Fultz, Thompson, Simmons, Butler, Butler and Embiid. And that's scary. Yeah, and that's scary to look at. But you have to bank on Fultz being good. And having a shot back, which he hasn't had for a season now, mm. and going into this year. This is an impossible situation, really, for Fultz and the Sixers. Right. Because, like, you don't want to trade Fultz in case he recovers from this and becomes a breakout player, and you, you're pretty much the laughing stock of the NBA for trading a guy after one season. Right. Calling him a bust pretty much like that. But you also don't want to hold on to him so long where he loses his value and you're stuck with him. Mm-hmm. And it's just... <sighs> It's weird to think that De'Aaron Fox is like the best point guard so far out of <laughs> yeah. out of all this. Like it's like Lonzo Ball hasn't yeah, really done much. And yeah, because Fultz and Lonzo are like the consensus top top one and two picks, both right. point guards. And Lonzo scored zero points against the Magic. And keep in mind, he's got DG Augustine on him, right? Who is six, six inches shorter than him. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, DJ went off that game. He had twenty two points and played some good defense on Lonzo, but but you should still score. You should Augustine. score like. Most players go a whole NBA game scoring at least one point. Right. And this is what this is my point on Lonzo. Like, I don't think he's going to be that fantastic point guard that everyone was expecting. I think it's just going to be a point guard, a decent point guard, that's not going to do much. LeVar and, sure hyped him up. Oh, man. And we haven't heard about no, LeVar we haven't heard ever LeVar since LeBron forever. came to town. It's like... Oh. Lakers shut him down. Oh, yeah. But, but I think he knew. <laughs> once LeBron came, it's just like... Okay, I'm out of here. Like he won't say a word because he knows. Pretty much what he says like LeBron's coming to the Lakers this offseason. He spoke that into existence, I think too. Yeah. And <laughs> what happens? LeBron comes and we have not seen him since. So yeah, but like back to back to Fultz. Like 
Like at first, like last season, I think it was a battle between Kawhi Leonard and Marco Fultz being like the weirdest story of the year. <laughs> oh yeah. But like if this fault situation keeps going on even right now, like this is the weirdest story in NBA history. Oh yeah. Definitely. Like I'm not even just saying that with, like recency bias. Like I cannot think of anything else weirder that's happened in NBA history. Like you have a guy that was averaging like 22 points a game in college with like five great, rebounds, five assists and per great, game. He didn't play a lot of games in college, but he yeah, still was good. Because he had that knee injury, which shouldn't affect your shooting at all with the arms and stuff. Yeah, so like that's completely that's unrelated. Yeah. That's unrelated to that. So that just makes the shoulder injury even more weird. But like you're averaging, like I said, like 22, 5, and 5 pretty much on 40% three-point shooting. Right. Like he's confident shooting the ball. He knows what he's doing. Granted, he's not playing like all the best teams in Wa- playing for Washington, but you're still playing a lot of great teams. Oh yeah, out west there. Like but anybody averaging twenty two points in college is like that's good. Yeah, like he's he's the consensus number one pick. Like all the talk leading up to the draft was about Lonzo because of his dad, Lavar, saying yeah, like, then, "Oh, Lonzo's the best player in the NBA. He's going to be on the Lakers." And then they were even talking about though with the Celtics, like Markel Fultz and Isaiah Thomas yeah. before the before like, the trade happened. Yeah, like what's going to happen with like how is Markel like Markel Fultz fit in with the Celtics? Like it was clear like he's going to the Celtics. Like right. they're not and they were probably going to run him at the two guard because he could play the yeah, two like, guard like, position. Like that was Obviously, Danny H came out and said they would have drafted Jason Tatum number one anyway. Right. But the media doesn't know that. Like that. that they that's think the that thing Fultz though. Is gonna do that. Like Danny Ainge though was yeah, the like, person that's like, I don't want it. I don't want this guy. So, I but, want Tatum. So I think that also means that Fultz's shot must have been messed up at that point during the workouts though too. Right. And the Sixers just overlooked it for whatever reason. Like he must have just had a good workout. Right. And that they're good, willing to trade up for that number one spot. It's just it's it's just so odd. I'm also interested. Like, I wish like the Clippers had a pick up in there because I want to see what Jerry West would have done. Cause, <laughs> yeah, because he because he dodged uh, Michael Porter Jr. in this draft with the back injuries, right? And, and he fell all the way down to 14 to the Nuggets. And that says something to me. Yeah, if you you, like you could have risked say something, you could have risked that one one of those picks, but instead you decide, nah, I don't want like like it's or, like it's that bad of an issue. So, and well, I trust Porter's Danny bad. Ainge. Making that type of move, and clearly it's been the best move. But I'm just like, all right, you know, I I want to see maybe another GM that was interested, like be like, you know, would I, would I have traded up, or if I had the number one pick, yeah. would I have traded down to, you know, maybe if like let's say the Kings, you know, they were they were at, at one, would they have traded down to maybe three, be like, I I want De'Aaron Fox though because I don't trust Mark Fultz shot. Yeah. I would like to see that, but I, we're never gonna under we're never gonna get that. But, it's it it is like the weirdest thing. The, there's ever. clearly something we're not hearing, obviously, yeah. and it's just it kind of sucks. Yeah, we've been hearing like there's two sides to every story. Right. Like on top of that, you also have like the over the summer, very start like G, like early June, maybe late May, like Colangelo's burner accounts too, where he's tweeting what, all this stuff yeah, about always what's going on with the, with the Sixers, Sixers. Yeah. and stuff like including faults too. Like, I just don't get it. It's amazing the, the Sixers are as good as they've been recently. I mean, I think they've done a, all the I think weird they've gone, stuff. They've done a good on. job of like getting, you know, trying to not let this drama affect their play, yeah. and they've done a good job. It's just this is all thanks to Sam Hinkie. <laughs> this whole entire the process. It's like this is this is the process, and getting Fultz better is part of the process. I guess. I mean, oh my gosh. <laughs> 
I don't know. Do the 76ers have like an, another pick early this year? I'm not really sure if they do. I don't do. think so. I think they only have their pick because they traded that Sacramento pick so, in the Fultz trade to the Celtics. Which is Celtics going to get another pick. That's, I mean, Sacramento's yeah, done good, though. Yeah, I Sacramento's say. doing good, but, but... I don't think they're going to stay up there. Yeah, but even then, they're probably not going to get the number one pick. Well, I'm not saying the number one pick, but I'm they, saying they're still going to get a lottery well, the Kings, pick. Well, the Kings are only keeping that pick if it goes number one. Otherwise, yeah. it's the Celtics. If it's two or lower... Well, my point is, like, the Celtics get their lottery pick. So it's Which just, they don't need. <laughs> trade it. You can use it to trade for somebody, but... Do you want to talk about LeBron, or do you um, want to do you want to wrap it up here? I don't really have a whole lot to say about LeBron. Uh, he recently made one his return again to Miami, dropped fifty one there after getting shut down by the Magic the night before. He quit with eight minutes left in the fourth quarter, untying his shoes on the bench because he's a quitter. <laughs> and then against Cleveland, they came back, and the Cavs almost won that game. Maybe should have won, maybe not. But uh, they had a. Um, uh, there was a little clip on uh, ESPN's Twitter page, and I clip a picture of biggest bandwagon fans in the world, probably, I would say. They have a LeBron jersey that they had and a Lakers jersey that they had, of both LeBron. Cavs Cab- and, and Lakers. Yeah, Cavs and Lakers. Cut those in half, then stitch the two halves together with yeah. the separate jersey to make a combined the um, Cleveland Lakers kind of Jersey, one half Cleveland, one half Lakers. Yeah. And there's a funny, like the way it was spelled out with being cut in half on the jersey, it spelled like Clee Lake Kakers, <laughs> something like that. Clee Lakers. <laughs> the the, the Clee, Clee Acres, something like that. Clake, I don't know, Cleckers. <laughs> no, it was the Lakeland Cavers, something like that. Uh, that's, yeah, whatever it was. It was funny. <laughs> Lakeland, shout out to the Lakeland Magic. Lakeland. <laughs> G League team of Orlando. <laughs> Yeah. So. Um, so top LeBron moment in Cleveland, I would have to say winning uh, Game Seven against the Warriors in 2016, coming back from being down three one. It was that that block though. I think well the block obviously, but there's one thing that I think people don't talk enough about. With like 20 ish seconds left, I think LeBron had the ball flying like a freight train down towards the hoop. Going up for the dunk, Draymond Green goes Foul up, him. full contest, fouls him. LeBron almost makes that dunk. Right. Goes to the free throw line. He's on the court. I don't know if he, I think like I thought he was like legitimately hurt. They're like yeah. a lot of times he falls to the floor. And you're just he's like, like, oh come on. He's like fake hurt. Like come on, get up. You're fine. Yeah. But like the, that, that I thought like for sure like this this was a real injury. Like this is one LeBron like faking something. But if he makes that dunk. Oh is that the greatest dunk of all time? Like, there's no question, I think, that that's the greatest dunk of all time, if he makes that. And think of all those Vince Carter dunks that he had. Like, yeah, I think that would be the greatest like dunk that, of like all time. Like, that's even better than Vince Carter jumping over um, Frederick Weiss in the 2000 Olympics, who's right. like seven foot two. That's better than Scottie Pippen's dunk over Patrick Ewing in the, like, 90, 94 playoffs. And he like, stepped and then, over him. Yeah, and then steps over Patrick Ewing and then hypes up the crowd after that. Yeah. Like... If LeBron makes that, that like that's on top of what just happened with Kyrie's shot, on top of the block on Iguodala, and on top of coming back being down three one <sighs> against what was the then like assuming they won the championship best team in NBA history, no doubt. He makes that dunk. That just all that on top of that greatest dunk of all time, and especially on top of Draymond Green, <laughs> who'd been going back and forth with him the entire series, right. calling each other names and whatnot. 
and like the suspension with Draymond for trash talk and LeBron, <laughs> which is absolutely ridiculous. But I get it because he reached like the technical flagrant foul limit. That's an automatic suspension. But, like that, like like I'll admit it. I'm a LeBron hater. If there's any chance to bring LeBron down, I will take it. Oh yeah, and say MJ's better, which MJ is better. MJ is better. That's, but, that's a settled debate right but now. I give credit to LeBron where credit is due. Mm. That dunk would have just been like off the charts. Yeah, not 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 gonna <laughs> lie. I <laughs> wanted Cleveland to win that year because it was the Warriors had the seventy three and nine record, and I'm like, and, no. he's a, and Duncan's a Bulls fan. I'm a Bulls fan. He wanted the Bulls to keep that. Yeah, and then I said, it, it don't mean a thing if he if he ain't got that ring. So yeah. Warriors didn't get that ring that year. Um, but uh, my point was like, I wanted. I wanted the Cavs to win yeah. that. And my favorite player of that Cavs team, though, was obviously Kyrie Irving. That's when I really became a Kyrie Irving fan <laughs> that year. I was I was, I was, was so impressed with how well he played. But LeBron did absolutely deserve that, you know, finals MVP. As, yeah. Even though Kyrie played fantastic that entire series, LeBron did deserve that MVP. Um, you could argue Kyrie Irving, though, but I think LeBron overall helping lead that team down 3-1 and especially in that that game six in Cleveland, mm-hmm. you can really see it. Like LeBron was going for it, and it showed that they, he had a chance here. Yeah, and just him leading that team and Kyrie right beside him. It was it was awesome series to watch. Um, Don't forget about Kevin Love shutting yeah. down Steph Curry in the last possession. I, I do give credit to that, yeah. But remember, Curry was kind of a little bit injured probably that, yeah, that series. Yeah, because he had, like, first round, I'm not he make, had I'm slipped on that excuses. wet spot. Yeah, I'm, no, not, I'm excuses. not making excuses it's for the like, Warriors. They should have won that they easy. They absolutely should have won and that. And the Cavs took every opportunity and capitalized on it. Yeah. But. Yeah. Yeah. LeBron moments. I mean, like he did have it's the one and only time you'll hear me talking positively about LeBron on this podcast. I mean, like don't don't get me wrong. <laughs> Both David and I, we we acknowledge LeBron is one of the best players of all time. Yeah, that's for not, sure. That's not a question. He's probably the Definitely best small, top ten. Probably the best small forward of all time. I don't um, know. Larry Bird's giving him running for his money. <laughs> no, LeBron. I, I have LeBron over yeah. Larry Bird. Um, when we get into that whole debate though of who's the greatest of all time. I, I even struggle just having that debate because of just eras. Yeah. And, but you can't like you can't hard throw, to compare it to eras. You can't throw LeBron in the nineties. Like you can't just you just can't do it right now. It's no. impossible. So it's like you it's hard to have that debate. Um and I kinda just I kinda almost just kinda wanna say like, all right, who's the best point guard, who's the best shooting guard, who's the best small forward and so on. I, I just kinda say that. Um and LeBron to me is the best small forward of all time. But, and then Jordan's the best shooting guard of all time. But we both say, though, that Jordan was the best yeah. player of all time. The one that all this, like, LeBron is the GOAT stuff started uh, 2017 during the playoffs. When did LeBron pass Kobe? I don't yeah. remember that ever happening. You always bring that up, though. And Everyone was always like, is this, it just, is this all of a sudden LeBron's better than MJ? But, like, I think the general consensus before this whole MJ LeBron debate is that Kobe's number two all time. Right, like what? And, what happened? I I don't want to hear that Kobe is the best because you can't be the best, but then you're not the best shooting guard of yeah. all time. Like that, that's no. that's the issue there. But you do bring up a good point because everyone's like, well, everyone looks at well, Kobe and Shaq. That's how he got three rings. Then it was he got those two rings with Gasol yeah, and Bynum, and, and but they look at that time period of when 
the Lakers just sucked when Shaq got traded, and yeah. then it was just Lakers and irrelevant. And they're a fringe playoff team. My issue when people bring that up, though, is because the fact, look at what LeBron had to do to win his championships, was he had to get help. Yeah. Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade, they're both Hall of Famers. Dwayne Wade should be first ballot. Yeah. And it's it drives me insane when they're you're saying, like, but Kobe had more help, though. Yeah, no, he, he, had, he had Shaq the first three years. Let's, yeah, let's, let's worry like, about that, all right? Like, outside of Shaq, like, he really didn't have a whole ton of help. Would you say Bynum and Gasol's better than Bosh and Wade? That's, like, I like probably I, have to go with Wade and Bosh yeah, right there. Like, like, I think it's close, but Wade and Bosh are definitely better than Pow and Bynum. Right. Not the time Bynum was, like, second best center in the NBA, which is crazy to think about. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not that long ago. Yeah, like, there, like, there was legitimate, like, debate between whether him or Dwight Howard was the best center in the NBA. Yeah, that, I don't know, that was a crazy <laughs> this debate. This is ridiculous. Right. So, but Le- LeBron but, and Kobe won two championships with with those teams, right? Yeah. So, it's like, okay, then LeBron wins the one in Cleveland with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love. We have to remember that. So, it, it's hard to measure. Three three rings with, with Shaq, one ring with then... Kyrie and, and Kevin, it's and you also have to look at matchups, but it there is still a legitimate debate. I don't want to hear that 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 Kobe and LeBron debate is over because that there is still a debate there. Yeah, we can't just say that LeBron's completely surpassed Kobe hundred percent. It's over. Yeah, I, I don't. I, do I don't think, think that's in this modern NBA. Everyone d- dives a little bit too much into the analytical stats. Like, oh, Kobe sucked. Like, oh, we missed, like, the most shots in NBA history. And, and it's like, oh, but he didn't get as many rebounds. or Yeah, he didn't many, get as many rebounds. He didn't get as many. That's, like, obviously, like... Russell Westbrook averaged a triple-double, yeah. everybody. You can get rebounds in this NBA game because they take three-point shots. Yeah. And it comes off the rim hard, and guards get the rebound. Yeah, like, 2000s, like, it's it wouldn't be weird to see a game and where both teams only score in the 80s. Right. Now, like, this season, like, the average score is, like, 110 points a game. And so many three-point shots means so many misses, so many, so many rebounds. So many more fast breaks, easy point opportunities. Right. And not to mention the assists. Like, if you're playing with all this space in yeah. today's game. Imagine you, Playing like, in the triangle, it's not designed to get three-pointers. Right. But it's the fact that, like, if, if you put... I, I know we don't compare eras, but, like, you imagine Michael Jordan with all this space. Now, I'm not saying put him in this era. I'm just saying yeah. imagine Michael Jordan with all that space... Like, he'd be able to drive to the hoop at will if he wasn't already able to. You can't double. Like, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. And if you do double, kick out, three-point shot. Yeah. You get an assist. And, like, people also bring up, like, MJ's, like, three-point percentage and how it's not nearly, like, as good, I guess. But, like, part of, one, he didn't even need a three-point shot that's mm. consistent enough because he could just get to the hoop at will. Right. And he was deadly for mid-range, kind of like DeMar DeRozan is. Mm-hmm. Two hand checking, like oh my gosh, like, like two, like it's just like that era too. Like it's not a three point shooting era. You had to almost look at like what was so significant in each era, and yeah. Then, then, then look at it, and like because you know Jordan, because with the hand checking there, it, you it was hard to get anywhere in the nineties. Yeah, like, you, like guaranteed, you didn't, you couldn't play zone defenses back there. Like, you couldn't just leave a guy to double somebody, right? But it like hand checking though was a humongous how, thing. Yeah, I'm like, but really, like, how often do you really see a lot of people like coming over to, like double, like really like double team where it's worth calling a technical like you would back then right. on something like that? Mm-hmm. There was a lot. There was a lot of technical fouls being called back then. 
because yeah, for playing zone defense. Yeah, and now uh, in today's game, it's like like, like you can, like you so can play zone defense. Right. It was so common though back then to, because but they they had it that it was immediate technical or, or was, they had the warning and then it's the technical foul. But in today's game though, it's so uncommon that it's immediate technical foul. It, it's I think it's, I think it's weird how that because of just how defenses were played back then. And now you can't double, so it's like, yeah. Um, yeah, debate. Yeah, I don't really have anything else to say there. It's it's an interesting debate that will be rested for now, I guess. Yeah, I always enjoy explaining why MJ is better. Oh, also, uh, LeBron just passed. Uh, I think it was Wilt Chamberlain for, for fourth five. all for fourth all time. That's five. Or, it's five. Yeah. Oh, five. Yeah. Green, yeah, Malone, I'm, and I'm then still Kobe. used to the Guinness Book of World Records book from when I was like nine or ten years old that has MJ at number three all time in scoring. Yeah, MJ's number four, yeah, right now, now Kobe's number three, tech, I guess. Yeah, with like a thousand maybe more points. I don't know. Oh, yeah. So I like, passed him for for fifth all time. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Will Chamberlain's out of top five. Oh man. Oof. Yeah. So it seems like probably like late this season, LeBron will pass MJ for fourth right. on the all time scoring list, but like. Look at well, look at how much how many points are being scored in this era. That's the that, that too, but also just like shot attempts and like three point attempts. Mm-hmm. LeBron's made so many more three pointers than Michael Jordan did. You add those all up, that's a lot of extra points that Michael Jordan wasn't a benefactor of too. Right. And so that means he also probably like he took less shots to reach thirty two thousand three hundred ninety two whatever he has. Yeah. Don't know why I know that number off the top of my head, but <laughs> well, I do. It's just that, yeah. So, I don't know. I do. Th- I do think LeBron is probably going to retire number one all time in scoring, though. But yeah, it just due to the effect of how long he's going to play, and then this the type of area he's in. Yeah, it's not com- It's not uncommon to see 140 points in today's era. Yeah, like Kareem is number one with 38,387. He made one three pointer his entire career. Right. Imagine him making threes. Yeah. Oof. Seven foot two out there, ooh, man. It it is a it's a long debate. Uh, I I, I I just like to say like, all right, I have you know Magic is the best point guard, Jordan's the best shooting guard, LeBron's the best small forward, and then Dunk Duncan's the best power forward. And then, yeah, you are. The center spot is very interesting. I have Kareem though, um, but you could say Wilt, you know, or Hakeem. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he could. Kim's the best defender in NBA history, no doubt. Uh, I mean, I, I, I would put... Um, you could say Bill Russell if you count him as a center, but I have Kareem. But Why wouldn't you count him as a center? A lot of people count him as a center. Like, Shaq counts him as a center. Yeah, Bill Russell. Why wouldn't you count him as a center? Oh, I'm sorry. A lot of people count him as a power forward because he was only 6'8". But he played center. Yeah, I know that, but I'm just saying people would count him as a power forward because Ben Wallace is like six five and plays. Yeah, but back in that era, though, you know, my point is, it's like, oh, but he's only he's only six eight, six nine. It's like, no, he's, he's only power forward. Have you not seen? I've seen. I've literally seen nobody say Bill Russell's a power forward. Really? I've no, seen, I've, I've seen people never say seen that. that. All right, that's interesting. But I, I still think Kareem's best. Where are you following on Twitter that says stuff like no, that? No, it's just I. Okay, I, I remember because 2K would put in my power forward. I remember really? that. Yeah, they would do that. I guess I don't play with historic teams very much. I remember they put they put Bill Russell at power forward for some, for some stupid reason. That's weird. Um, I can't remember who was at center, though. Was it Robert Parrish or something like that? I, it was just, they didn't play with Robert I know, Parrish, I know, though. but like my point is it's like when oh, they... Oh, are talking about like the all-time the all teams times, that they have? Yeah, the all-time teams. Well, that makes more sense. 
But like to put a map. I might, I would argue you would put like Russell at center just to have Parrish come off the bench. Yeah, for sure. That, that's my point. It's like I guess the Celtics don't really have a whole lot of great power forwards outside of Kevin Garnett though. Garnett, McHale. Yeah, then, Garnett, McHale, but McHale is good. Can I, we? Yeah, but can I would, we like talk about that? He like, is. Yes, he is. An, he is an underrated player. And I think race comes into a little bit because he's a white boy. I, I, but twelve feet from the basket or or closer, it, it was going in for Mikhail. Like that's how it was. Yeah, but neither KG or Mikhail are probably at least higher two K rated than Bill Russell. Sense. I guess that does make sense. You could make an argument that they're both better than Bill Russell, but two K rating, no way. Yeah, and the starting lineups are ruled off of those. Yeah, we need to finish this episode. How long is this? This is uh hour twenty. Good thing I muted the outro music because yeah. we're going over it right now. Um, but and also one more thing about the whole <laughs> greatest of all time debate: you have to, you do have to look at the teams and how you know everyone's going to play on Michael Jordan's losses before he got to the actual NBA Finals. Yeah. Well, I'm we, not, not going to get into it right there. I could go on about. Oh yeah, I, his, you, his you, know, you know me though. Yeah, like, I could go on I, about I could talk about how and why LeBron he didn't never reach got it. never could get past the Celtics. Yeah. Until he went to the Heat, but then Jordan had to get past the Pistons, but he did, he actually did it. And well, not it started out he couldn't get past the Bucks. Right, right. And then the Knicks were also in play, and it was just like okay, but he he was able to get past it though. Yeah. In one of those years, MJ's team had a losing record and still made the playoffs and had to face the Bucks again, who were the number one defensive team in the league. Like each time he played them. But I'm not gonna. We're not gonna. Get I'm not gonna get into that. That's a, that's a whole other that's, part. That, we it's, should have a special episode where we like really dive into like goat debates for like not even just like MJ, LeBron, like guys like Kareem, right. Kobe, Steve Nash. <laughs> we still haven't gotten yeah. to that. When are we gonna talk you, to Josh? You don't need. We, <laughs> let me tell you, man. Winter break. We gotta get Josh in here. Steve Nash is overrated. I don't. I don't want to hear he's the. Greatest point guard of all time. Don't want he's in the top five. That's that's that's, <laughs> that's my point. And everyone's gonna look at numbers and say the MVPs, but we have to also mention that Kobe has won one MVP. That's ridiculous. Dirk has won one MVP. And if you look at the people that have won multi- two MVPs, is Steve Nash the same level as Tim Duncan? Mm-mm. No. What about Carl Malone? No. No. That's just how it Duncan's is. Duncan's heated right now. So I didn't. Want, I'm not even saying he's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Look in your eyes, Duncan. Oh my god. Yeah, we, that was, we, that was we will get Josh Matsura. We will get Josh Matsura on this. We're coming for you, Josh. Oh, I think I'm more coming for him. I don't well, know about you. I'm just moderating. Yeah, that's. Weird. I'm just asking the questions. That's gonna be a funny episode. I'm just gonna ask the questions and put in comments there because I don't really care either way whether he's like top five or not. Like I can make arguments for both sides. I I can accept top ten, but my point is, to, you you can't disrespect the other point guards that have been in this league. It just yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. I don't. I like. I seriously really don't care either way, <laughs> which is probably a bad thing. Because I'm going to go to Arizona State, where probably a lot of people there are Steve Nash fans. <laughs> like, what? He's the greatest point guard of all time. But if you if you listen to them though, they'll be like, oh, but I he. They don't. They don't remember everything about him. They're yeah. Like, oh, but he faced. He. I heard this one fan say this one time. It was on was YouTube. It Josh. No, oh. it, was, it was on YouTube. It was just funny. And it, I don't know. I don't remember what video it was. It was probably from one of the dumbest fans. You know, like. <laughs> but it was just saying like, that he was wearing a Steve Nash jersey, and this guy comes up like, "Why? Why are you fan of Steve Nash?" He's like, "Oh, because he's a great player and everything. Two MVPs. Okay." And it's like, "What was your favorite moment?" 
Well, I remember Steve Nash was probably against the San Antonio Spurs, but he hit a game-winning shot in the NBA Finals. (laughs) It was it was a great moment. I'm just like (laughs) the finals. Yeah, sure. Spurs versus Suns in the NBA Finals. Even if he did make it to the finals, he would be playing the Spurs. He'd be playing the same conference. (laughs) Right. Steve Nash never made it to the NBA Finals, so. My point is that people kind of forget about that type of yeah, stuff. Like, like, Steve Nash doesn't really have that great moment, I think. Like, his greatest no. moment is him breaking his nose. Right. Right. <laughs> and then coming in and playing like, the game. He doesn't have... Like, he has the two MVPs, but like, I could I could argue that Amari Stoudemire deserved one of those MVPs that year. The, and, I like, miss Amari. Like, it, it's, miss not, him, it's not just, you know, everyone's like, oh, well, look at the analytics, though. Like on court, off court, and all that. I'm like, but even that. Look at the look at Amari Stoudemire's yeah. analytics. Then it, it it clearly shows that Stoudemire was the best player for the yeah. Suns that one the, the first year. But then people make the argument, well, like, well, Steve Nash made him better. Okay, but then you could also then get into like, all right, well, did did he win? Did he win with Dirk? Then like, did did he make Dirk that much better? Yeah, like he didn't have that same level of success with Dirk. Right. But Jason, but Jason Kidd won with Dirk. Yeah. Jason Kidd was like 38 or something at the time. Right. Yeah, Second stint in Dallas. He was drafted by them. I'm just I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. Let's wrap this up. Josh, we are coming for you. Um, that'll be an end to this 12th episode of the Underscore NBA News Podcast. Once again, David Burnauer. You can follow me on Twitter at David L. Burnauer can follow co-host Duncan at Duncan underscore white 14. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's correct. And you can follow the underscore NBA news pod on Twitter. That's our at. And if you want more day to day NBA news, head on over to Instagram and follow simply at the underscore NBA news. We're trying to reach 1750 followers, right? Like 1735 right now. And keep on liking those photos. I don't know what's going on, but sometimes I'll have a post that gets like 300 likes for no reason. And then the next five after that will get like 60-ish. <laughs> so I don't know what y'all's deal is, but go- but keep smashing that like button like you're on YouTube and Mike Corzemba's asking to like a video. <laughs> Why Giannis Nedekumpo will break the NBA. Um, so yeah, that pretty much wraps it up for the 12th episode of the Unscrew NBA News Podcast. I'm David Burnauer. That was Duncan White. Have an awesome day, night, evening, afternoon, wherever you are.